0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Come to you, as always, from deep within the outer rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Mark Tolley, and joining me, as always, is the one, the only, Will. Will, may I just say, happy Star Wars Day.
1: Happy actual Star Wars Day. Thank you. Good good <laughs> yes. memory.
0: Happy That's Star Wars old, Day.
1: Old guys, what is this old May the 4th thing? <laughs> 45 years ago, no one was talking about May the 4th. They were talking about, oh my god, did you just see what I just saw? Holy yes. cow. Let's get yes. right back in line and watch it again. <laughs> Star Wars premiered in movie theaters in 1977, 50, 45 years ago on this date, May 25th. And, and on this
0: date, May May 25th, I was still inside my mama's belly. Okay. <laughs> I was not. I was not. <laughs> That would have been I had not days. been born yet. I was going to be born, but now, I would not been born yet. I love how a lot of people say,
1: "I was there, man. I saw it on the day one. I was there." Okay, well, that's got to be you know, most people who say that are lying because it only opened in thirty two theaters. Yeah. Okay. It's it didn't really take off. I mean, it was very popular in those thirty two theaters. But it didn't really start to take off until weeks later, when it got mass. When once people realized what was going on, yeah, it got the mass amounts of prints, and it went into all the theaters. I mean, I probably I don't know for sure. I was only six years old when it came out, so I'm guessing that I saw it probably in June or July. And I'm guessing. And uh, um, yeah, that was a you know life changing experience for me, of course. So yeah. Um, and a life changing experience for many, many, many other people. In fact, it's become such a part. And we were talking about Star Wars and pop culture and and, and the culture, you know, yeah. the cultural zeitgeist of Star Wars, that uh, it has become something that is celebrated and uh, and lauded year after year. And in, in what is now known our Star Wars the celebrations, celebration, yes, happy tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow begins Celebration Anaheim. I think they're calling it AniFest. I don't know exactly, but I think it's a Star uh, Wars Celebration Star Wars Anaheim Celebration,
0: the, the The website, the official website just says uh, uh, Anaheim 2022 Star Wars Celebration. Okay, so, I mean, I think uh,
1: what they're really basically doing now is, you know, they used to call it Celebration 1, Celebration 2, Celebration 3, but... um. But they have since, just because they keep going, you know, they're going to keep doing this, yeah. they uh, tried going to other places. So anyway, so I thought today would be a great, um, a, you know, might be a good, f- a fun time to kind of talk about the history of Star Wars Celebration or the mm-hmm. the uh, the way Star Wars conventions kind of came into play, came into being. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there have been sci-fi conventions probably most notably star trek conventions yes and i remember going to quite a few of those when i was younger um it was my first time walking into a space and remember kids no internet you know your first time you walk in the only where place you have to share your knowledge of and and love of anything sci-fi is to look through the star log magazine and uh but there were these places that you could go you know, usually in big cities and they would be Celebrate, you know, not celebration. They just called them, you know, science fiction convention. I know Creation was a company that um, Mm. did a lot of Star Trek conventions, and that was the first thing I went to. And I saw Star Trek people there, and I saw from you know actors from TV shows, and and a ton of people selling you know toys. And it was my first experience. I was uh, I was past the Star Wars time, like in the early '90s, and it was my first experience seeing people selling like all Star Wars stories, like vintage Star Wars stories. And, you know, at that time, they weren't that expensive because they, don't, they weren't that old, but it was incredible. And I actually was able to f- continue stuff in my, I knew what I had, I knew what I needed and I found stuff and I made a, maybe I was able to save up allowance money and and do stuff and it was fun. But it wasn't Star Wars. The Star Wars convention, there was only, there were two things that were going on prior to celebrations. In 1987, Starlog Magazine hosted a it says Starlog Salute Star Wars, and it was a 10th anniversary convention. Uh, it was a 10th anniversary tribute to George Lucas and galaxy far, far away, which he created. It was at the Stouffert Concourse Hotel in Los Angeles, California, and it was May 23rd to May 25th. So here we are, uh, f- 35 years later or ninety or something like that. Yeah. Um, and again, or- organized by both Starlog Magazine and Creation Conventions. And the interesting piece of trivia about this is that it was not only attended by George Lucas, but uh, there was another surprise guest and that Gene Roddenberry attended. Mm. And this resulted in the only known photograph of George Lucas and Gene Roddenberry being taken together by um, longtime Star Wars fan and founder of the Insider magazine, Dan Matson. So, wow, yeah, so that was pretty, pretty cool. I did not attend that but it sounded like it was really cool. I remember seeing pictures of what people were doing. It was a very early time. Oh yeah. Um, early types of early types of cosplay, early very nobody <laughs> doing droid building at that point. Um just a very different time. Then there was something a little more small, more intimate called men the have you heard of the men behind the mask tour? I have not. Okay, so these were just basically local smaller events, maybe instead of having like, you know, a <coughs> training... 20, 30, 40,000 people, they might have only had maybe 5,000 or 10, you know, 2,500 to 5,000. So they were much more intimate. Mm -hmm. And there were these things where they, they brought in all the actors from the, not the, from the Star Wars films that were masked. They brought in Anthony Daniels, Jeremy Bullock, uh, Peter Mayhew, uh, Warwick Davis, um, a few others, uh, or Kenny Baker. And you know, it was very easy to get in line and talk with them and have conversations so much different than later on what's going on now. Um, and my friend and I did go to one and I think it was Precipity, New Jersey. We went and it was great. We had a fun time. We took pictures with them all. And and it was just a a, a grand old time. And it wasn't crazy. It wasn't like crazy weight. The only one that was a crazy weight was Anthony Daniels. and That was like an hour. So it wasn't like crazy, crazy. Just, you know, it wasn't all day. But then we fast forward. That was in the that was a guy that was in the mid nineties. And then we fast forward to um, what they dubbed Star Wars Celebration. And again, that Dan Madsen character that I mentioned a while back, he was very instrumental uh, in getting this. He was ahead of the far, it's the official Star Wars fan club, and they held this at the Wings Over the Rockies Air and Space Museum in Denver, Colorado, mm. and it was to celebrate. It was in '99, and it was to celebrate the return of Star Wars with Star Wars: The Phantom Menace. And the only thing I can tell you about this, I didn't go. I'm kind of happy I didn't go because they were—it was a much, much more of an outdoor event than an indoor event. And they learned their lesson because they had a record amount of rain.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a nightmare. From what outdoor from what people,
0: events are never, never, no fallen. matter what you're doing out. Outdoor events, they, they sound fun, but unless you have a backup plan.
1: Yeah. I yeah. mean
0: tents. And let me tell you something about
1: tents. Tents are great, even like circus tents are great, but they don't fully protect you. They just don't. And that's what a lot of people discovered. So um, so they learned their lesson. Uh and but there was a lot of hype over the um over the Phantom Menace coming out. So they everybody who went there, they still had a wonderful time. And fast forward to uh, May of 2002, Celebration Two was held. And this time it was held in Indianapolis, Indiana, um, to make use of the, of the actual Indiana Convention Center. There you go, a nice indoor space. And uh, it was a three day event. And it, it was a, basically, it, the, um, there was like something like 75,000 people that attended. Uh, that's crazy amount. They were not expecting that. They were expecting a far smaller amount. Um, So there was a cool, uh, they included a 25th anniversary Star Wars concert on Saturday night performed by the Indianapolis Symphony Orchestra. So really, really cool stuff. And then now they were getting their sea legs and they were starting to figure out how to do this. Celebration three. Again, you can imagine this was opening up for episode five, uh, episode three. In April of 2005, *Revenge of the Sith*, and uh, we—it was a four-day event, and it 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 included a rare appearance by the maker himself, George Lucas, who you know shied away from fan events, and he actually came out and uh, I I um, remember—I'll do a little confession. There were people waiting. The, the The one big issue with them is that they really weren't doing. It was run by Gen Con and they really okay. were not doing a very good job of maintaining lines. They they just they they had they had very untrained people um running it. It was just a I mean, I was there for this one and it was a I went with my friend and we, we we stayed there, you know, it was again in Indianapolis. It just there was so many issues with lines for the panels. There were people that were just waiting and waiting all night, and they didn't have to be. You know they had so many people that they could fit. I mean, my friend and I happened to be walking past, and we literally got grabbed to go. You know, you're here for this, right? And we didn't like. I don't know. So like they grabbed us and they pushed us in, and we were in. We found ourselves in a line, and it was at the front of the line. And there it was, George Lucas, his uh, his his thing. We were like, okay, but there were still empty seats when we sat down, and there were there were seats around us. So it was very poorly managed. Yeah, and um. They've since been able to fix that, but I did know this. I didn't know that Lucasfilm actually sued GenCon for, wow, you know, breach of contract in the way they handled it, and they actually went out of business from there. So, don't mess with Lucasfilm. Wow. But the the Q and A with George Lucas was fantastic. Oh, so,
0: I bet. I'll bet.
1: And then we have um, Celebration Four which now we're getting into some weird, some different times because no more movies at this point. Mm -hmm. All right. So 2006, uh, this was in, you know, in in Los Angeles at the Los Angeles convention center in around this time, like late May. And uh, there was, you know, it was getting much more creative. There was a lot more uh, interesting stuff coming out. The big thing that was coming out at this point that they could talk about was the family guy and the robot chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, spoofs so there was a lot of interest in it it was fun oh yeah um and then we have um oh i apologize that was the not the um the uh celebration three wasn't the one that lucasfilm sued uh gen con that was that was celebration four my bad oh and they decided to go around and do some stuff in uh other countries they had celebration europe in 2000 uh, was it 2007? Yeah, 2007 yeah two thousand seven. Which took place in Germany? Oh no, it took place in uh, Earl's Court, London. And then they had a celebration in Japan, which took place in um. The, oh well, let's see if I can say this right. The Makuhare Messe Convention Center near Tokyo, uh, in July of two thousand eight. All right, or no, um, two thousand nine, I think. So, and now by this time, or no, it was 2008, excuse me. And then by this time, we were dealing with um, the Clone Wars. So there was a lot of interest in that, a lot of hype in that. And then they moved on to Celebration 5 in 2000, uh, July of 2008, I think it was. Oh, no, 2010, excuse me. And uh, that one took place in Orlando. That was the last one I attended. And that was fun because uh, it was in Orlando. It was near Disney World. Disney World was not, Disney did not own Lucasfilm yet, but there was a, there has always been a really strong partnership. So Disney World got in on the act and Hollywood Studios had this, they were getting ready to close the Star Tours ride. So they had this last tour of Endor, real fun party that you could go into. It's like a hard ticket event. They had Star Wars fireworks and characters running around. And the most awesome show you could ever want to see. There's a there's an attraction down in Hollywood Studios, John, called Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. It's right. a stunt show. Well, they used it and called it. I think I mentioned this to you in a way previous episode because we talked about Star Wars and Disney time, mm-hmm. um, and it was called uh, Raiders of the Lost Jedi Temple of Doom. <laughs> and it was basically this nice. story about the story about uh, they made a story about these two fan that made fan films one made it a star wars one and one made an indie one and they um essentially uh uh the, 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 they got both got picked to do it so they had to mash up their movies together so it was basically indiana jones running around with han solo and all these other characters and it was back and forth it was pretty funny
0: nice. so
1: and george lucas attended the event so that was kind of fun um and they were getting their groove they had celebration six which was um another which also which was in Uh, Again, in Orlando, Florida, Um, Celebration Europe 2, which was actually, I think that was was in Essen, Germany, Celebration Anaheim, the first, I guess, Celebration Anaheim, because it was in Anaheim Convention Center, that was in 2015, and that's when we started, um, you know, celebrating The Force Awakens, and you know the the hype that was going on and now things started actually getting broadcast it was the first time that there was actually a live stream broadcast on the star wars channel on youtube and you could literally watch if you weren't there which i wasn't but i could watch and it wasn't just watching like a like a highlight reel it was literally eight hours of continuous stream they would actually get you into the panels to watch some of the panels they would talk about some of the product available you know it was incredible, and and you can still watch a lot of those if you go back on. Um, if you go into YouTube and you type in the mm-hmm. search for it, like Star Wars live stream celebration or whatever, you'll find a bunch of old ones. They're a lot of fun to watch. They're oh, yeah, they're, they're really, really good. And then um, they're doing it again. I'm excited, they're doing it starting tomorrow. Problem is that it's in LA or sorry, it's in Anaheim, so that's three hours. Yeah, the time difference. different. Yeah, time so that means I'm going to be watching it from like three till like 11, but <laughs> it's all right. So, there was another celebration in Europe uh in London England, Celebration of the Celebration in Orlando uh came out in the 2017 and then celebration the last one, Celebration Chicago, which was in 2019. They were planning an Anaheim for um the 2020 and of course with um the yeah, COVID and uh, they decided not to uh, do it and they postponed it until tomorrow. So that is a brief history, a 16 minute history of uh, Star Wars celebrations. Yes um, I want to talk about what goes on at these events because right. if you're thinking about if you're somebody who's thinking about doing it, I can tell you um, everyone should if you are a Star Wars fan even a even a like mild to serious Star Wars fan, you should go to at least one. You should make them make the pilgrimage to a Star Wars celebration. It's. I will say it is quite. Uh, I was. We were just talking off air. It is an expensive proposition if you have to travel. Mm-hmm. All right, because it does take. If you're going into a city, usually, and it's gonna. And and they the airlines know that there is an event going on. They're not going to be cheap. Yeah. So you got to fly to get there sometimes, and you have to stay in a hotel. You can't sleep on the You can't sleep in a box, and you know under a bridge. You have to sleep yeah. in a hotel. So that's like a several thousands of dollars just to go there and you haven't even done the convention yet so but the convention itself is made up of so many different things it has panels they talk the panels talk about collecting or the they talk about the main stage where stuff that's coming out new movies new tv shows they bring out the actors the cast members the creators who who focus on talk about how they made these awesome films and tv shows they do costume contests they have vendor product reveals they have um character and story element i you know stories and and things that they and discussions they have like podcasters like us go out there and like kind of host uh, you know programs with other podcasters they bring in a lot of behind the scenes people they talk about comics they talk about gaming the they talk about tv and film and, and magazine advertising i mean it's crazy amounts of stuff they have an R2D2 builder's room. John, Mark, have you ever been to an R2D2 builder's room?
0: I have not been to an R2D2's builder. 2 uh, R2-D2 d builder's room. All right. The builder's room is an amazing place. You walk into that
1: thing, and you're not—you're going to see no less than fifty or more R2 units, all wow. different shapes and sizes and colors. Wow. All different R2 units, R5 units, all working. <laughs> As if you stepped into Star Wars. A lot of them they they have them in pieces so you can see how they made them. Such an amazing, amazing thing. And then there's the five oh first. I mean, you know, you think it's cool to see someone dressed as a as a stormtrooper, but imagine seeing somebody dressed as, you know, a, a thousand people dressed as stormtroopers, all posing on a staircase for a picture. It's scary. It's it's darn right intimidating, but it's so cool. Oh yeah. And 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 the way they they you know there's dirty troopers and clean troopers there's clone troopers there's death troopers there's every kind of trooper. And and the minute the Mandalorian <laughs> or the Book of Boba Fett comes out with a new type of you know armor, you can bet that that armor is going to be out there. There are Sith right. troopers. You know, it's 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 just it's almost sensory overload. Oh. I... You know, in fact it is sensory <laughs> overload frankly. But um <laughs> I know I'm going on here. There's also the Man oh, no. Marks, which is the Mandalorian um, costuming club, the Rebel Legion, which does more of the heroes. There are saber guilds where you can actually buy, like, um, f- you know, um, fan-made different types of sabers. But then you can also do saber training, which is almost like a form of an aerobic activity. So that's crazy what you can do. They have cool charity auctions. <laughs> it was one of the celebrations I went to. This was amazing. Those two two types of auctions I can tell you about. One, they I I think it was it was either Don Post or another company had made sent out fifty Vader movie accurate Vader helmets to artisans from all around, and these artists doctored them up and made them look kind of different and weird, and they painted them different colors, and then they became these artistic pieces that they auctioned off to raise money for a charity. So people would go in and look at the different ones, and they would put a bid on them. And they sold them all, and they all sold for crazy amounts of money, and it was fun. Um, The other one that was really incredible was that Lucasfilm Archives had found in their storage a huge crate filled with all, basically samples of all of the vintage Star Wars 70s and 80s Box, you know, toys and action figures. Wow, untouched mint condition since the 70s, and they decided rather than to keep them, they gave them to the Celebration to set up as an auction. I mean, and it was, you know, and I I tried. I stayed. I was in. I was in the bidding for a couple of things, and I. I try, but then people just it just got into the once it started getting out of the hundred dollars and into the five hundreds and the thousands and the fifteen hundreds.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you're gonna, yeah, yeah. I'd be the same, way, like I'm tapping out here. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, and then uh there's the, let's talk about the swag. Swag meaning stuff we all get. <laughs> you go to any kind of convention, there's usually booths and tables. Everywhere, mm-hmm. and and those booths can be manned or not unmanned, and you can walk up and there's stacks of different little things. Most a lot of them are just cards, like little little advertisements for an upcoming movie or something, but you can find some pretty cool stuff. So this th- I have some samples here. So people that are that are watching or re um, you know, you can check these out. So you know we have things like this is my Star Wars celebration um, lanyard that has the badge Ooh. you can see. See if I can get this lined up right. Four-day adult ticket. That's my boba fett. But then there were these other things, you know. This is the I was at the force cast, um, the force cast fan party at celebration five. Nice. You know, so that was one thing. And then I got a little lanyard for that. And then I also went to, there's a, another force cast. I listened, This is when the force cast was uh uh Jimmy Mac and Jason Swank. They're now on part of Rebel Force Radio. They've kind of moved on. You get little bags and things like this. There's Jedi Temple Archives had this really cool Star Wars Celebration four. You can see awesome the art. Um, the, I mean, there's a lot of this stuff. I've actually gotten rid of because this is I'm just there's no there's not enough room. Here's Star Wars Celebration Orlando 2017. Oh, this one I didn't go to, but I did. I I, I um, ended up buying a swag bag, but I like the metal. It was the lanyard. But it had, that looks like the...
0: the oh, the, 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 the metal.
1: Yes. I thought that was clever. Nice. So I ended up picking that up on, on eBay. Then we have um, this little cool... This is like samples of things like you could get. It's... Um, I think this was... This might have been... I can't remember if this is swag or if this was like a sample. I couldn't remember. But it was just like a pin. And uh, speaking of pins and things of that nature... There was a really cool, uh, what they called a collecting track. And it was a collecting panel. So it was a one room that had a collecting panel, and there would be different panels. It could be a panel about Star Wars advertising, a panel about Star Wars Kenner toys, a panel about lunch boxes, a panel about cereal. And what happened was, though, if you attended those panels, you got one free collectible item. And you could, if you tried hard enough, and 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 all you did was go to collecting panels for the four days, you could attack. You could you could actually attend upwards to like twenty to thirty different panels and collect twenty to different thirty things, and you would get this complete set. Here's an example of something that um, there was a lot of. uh, I'm trying to think of when this was. Oh yeah, Star Wars Celebration six. Okay, this was a thing called. Have you ever heard of Star Tots?
0: Uh, no, I have not heard of Star Tots. OK,
1: here's the story behind Star Tots. Okay. Star Tots were essentially a a um, prototyped item. They were going to be these little kind of almost Weebly Weebles or Fisher-Price style um, figure that Kenner was going to produce. But it ended up getting shot down and he didn't do it. So as part of this collecting panel, Somebody designed these little metal and They're not really pins, they're really just metal um, You know, characters You know, they're thin And they put them on these star tots Like, same racing stripe thing Collect all, I guess it was 20 of them So, they created a whole bunch And I've been able to acquire A good number of them uh, Although I will tell you that this, they, they're, they did them for Two different celebrations Here's mm. Vader. I'm not going to show them all, but I got a whole bunch just sitting here in the office. Um and people would really, you know, they were really well done. His blue haggletooth. Yeah. You know, <laughs> collectors love the idea. So Oh yeah. That's a that is a, a a great swag piece. And then what I started doing was I actually would collect a lot of these the, these the ephemera from these different panels and booths and stuff and I would just kind of put them together in a notebook so I did that I actually got this uh well this is celebration four but um this is what I you know I collected this this is a this is what the card art looked like from uh Hasbro so they were so hasbro the Hasbro booth was giving out these cards because this is what the action figures came in and and then you know you go through it and like here's an example there's another thing here Rah, there's if you see this, yeah, uh, see the coin there in the middle. Oh yeah, the pewter coin. Mm-hmm. It's upside down, but that was another collecting track item from this year, from this, from this celebration. So, you know, every time you went into it, and I only collected like one or two of them. But now, to try to complete those collections, if you try to get all the star tots from the Celebration Six or all of the coins from Celebration Four, it's like a thousand dollars. It's a it's a pretty crazy amount. And uh, here's some more badges. Um, you know, it's some different from... You know, my daughter went with me, so I had a one-child badge and one adult badge. So, I mean, all the stuff that you can get from these things is really fun and collectible. I also put some autographs on here. Um, and I took some photos with my daughter. Uh, here we got little Jake Lloyd. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then I took some photos, and there, there's... um. That there's jake lloyd at the bottom there with my daughter um, nice you know so to so some artists cynthia cummins was an artist that we met so there's really cool things they had really cool magazines a celebration 3 magazine uh um, well, how cool. appropriate that how appropriate is that now oh you know? oh that's awesome and so then, awesome you know and the piece de resistance they often would have action figures mm. and this was from star wars celebration 3 and there was now see if we can hear it. Your journey to the dark side is now complete. Did you hear that? Yes. He said a bunch of stuff. Prepare to experience the revenge of the Sith. It oh. is your and they brought James Earl Jones back to
0: I was about to say that sounds like James. That sounds oh, like it's... James Oh like
1: It is James Earl Jones, my friend. And you know what? Now now that was another kind of like a pain about Star Wars Celebrations. I don't know if they've... I think they've helped with that a little bit. The store that, you know, obviously there's vendors all throughout. There's a vendor Mm -hmm. room and there's hundreds of vendors. But there's also a store, a dedicated Star Wars Celebration 3 store. And they sell, like, all sorts of nifty product from T-shirts and hats and, you know, all the standard stuff. But they also usually have a sponsored action figure exclusive. So a lot of people go in and try to buy it. Yeah. I remember for that one, I know that I was told that, that it was going that they that the previous years they had sold out really quickly of the figures and they mm-hmm. said this time they had they had, they had saturated the market. But I knew that some people would want them. So I ended up buying 10. I bought two for myself and then I bought the other eight and I put them on eBay, but here's the thing, I put them on at the amount I paid. I didn't I didn't care about making money. Yeah, and generally speaking, I, you know, I meant, you know, if I put it out there for twenty dollars, which is how much it cost, the most anybody would pay for it was like, you know, thirty five dollars or something, but um, but, it, but at but the end of the day, you know, I, I ended up paying for the figures I bought, you know, and and the fig- and the figures that were mine, so I was like, okay, that works, and and they, everybody else was happy because they got the figure, so just so much fun, and although you do end up. You know eyes can be bigger than your stomach and your wallet. Here, oh, I'm here. sure. I'm
0: sure you know, there's so <laughs>
1: much. I mean, we, I mean, another, another thing that's really popular in cons is uh, not just Star Wars but everywhere. They have a thing called Artist Alley, and Artist Alley is where all these different artists go in and they sell their wares, you know, they, and all different types of art. It could be paintings, it could be prints, it could be um, sculptures, and they can all be Star Wars, and, and a lot of them get. Work out deals with Lucasfilm to they allow them to utilize the images and, and sell them, and some people do commissions right then and there. It's it's a pretty pretty crazy thing. It's and and it's not like any other con. I mean, it take you have to apply to be a member of Artist Alley, so it's got to be people that are very oh well well. Yeah. Yeah represented well skilled artists. Mm-hmm. And my daughter was up and you know, as you know, she's an artist, professional artist now. And she was an up and comer, um, you know, learning as a you know, she's only at that time, you know, 10 years old. But she was still in very actively drawing. And we would take some of her drawings to the artists and they would give her little mini critiques. you got her first portfolio review uh oh. at that at Star Wars Celebration. So oh. it was and she cool. and it, she they were awesome and they gave her some the 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 I found. I went out looking for female artists. Try to get her yeah. to, um, to you know, something she could relate to, and they and she and they were awesome. They could not have been more yeah. supportive, nicer. It was fantastic. So, right. you know, just yeah. now, if if going into the Star Wars celebration, ending the day there is not enough for you. If you've gotten to the end of the day and you're still, you're just too wound up and wired to just go back to your hotel room because remember most celebration days they usually end around five six o'clock they don't end like like really late yeah so what are you gonna do well don't worry because there are dozens and dozens of after parties and even back in the day i mean it was the 1st they'd have an after party and rebel force radio or then Forcecast would have an after party but a lot of places that mean the fan club had an after party um I'll tell you one. I mean, when 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 Rebel Force Radio at the time, Force Cast, they had they had one one of them. I think it was the last one I went to, it was in Florida. And the entire cast and of, of uh Clone Wars was there, including the director and supervising animator, uh, Dave Filoni. Wow. And, and it wasn't like, oh, line up and and, and take a selfie with them and get an autograph. It was like, let's buy a drink, let's have a seat and let's chat. And that's what it was like. And he was talking about it was sitting at the it was like sitting at the foot of the master or the foot of the next guy in line to the foot of the master. the
0: foot of the Padawan (laughs) foot of the Padawan
1: who's going to eventually be the master but to think about you know now and how different it is now you know it was amazing and and, and just be able to talk with these people as human beings you know and they loved it you know especially the older guys the old guys you know the guys from like Empire and Jedi that were playing like you know the Jabba's henchmen and whatever they were just they were having a grand old time because these people, all these strangers are buying them drinks and they're <laughs> like, I'm okay. All right. I'm I, never out a, I don't know about you, but I won't turn down a free nah, drink. I mean Jeremy Bullock, man. I, I mean he was he was the nicest guy and he always was always will sit and talk to you and listen to you and tell you fun stories and it was great. Nice. So the after parties were phenomenal and then a lot of times they came with and you know, came there were trivia contests and oh I'll tell you another fun story. Um I might have told this one already, but uh, there was one panel. When I was trying to go to those collector track panels that I was mentioning, um, I went to the to the room and I went into a panel, but it was a Star Wars licensing panel. It, it wasn't part of the collecting panel. So oh. I'm like, oh, man, that's not what I want because I'm not going to get the free coin. So I was getting ready to leave, but then they started talking and I'm like, oh, these guys are all people from Hasbro, people from Sideshow. People from Gentle Giant, Kota Bokia, and they're all talking about product that they're going to have coming out at the celebration that I was at. I said, like, oh, that looks interesting. So I sat and listened, and it was about a 50-minute f- panel. Well, around 40 minutes in, he said, okay, guys, we're going to start giving stuff away. So <laughs> I'm like, ooh, this sounds interesting. But we're going to have to do some trivia first. So I'm like, okay, trivia. Now, mind you, there's 500 people in this room. This is Star Wars Celebration. Yeah. So he asks the first question. And he says, and I honestly, and I'm going to be honest with you. I honestly believe that people were like, I mean, there was, people were just getting into like really having the smartphones. So I think Mm -hmm. people were just checking their phones. They just weren't paying attention. And he said, the question was, what is the number of Princess Leia's cell block? Now, that much time went by. I looked to my left. I looked to my right. I'm like, I think I know this. So I raised my hand. In a room full of 500 Star Wars fans, no one was answering. So I raised my hand and I said, well, I, I went through the whole thing just to make sure. I didn't know if it was what what exactly they wanted. So I just said the whole thing. I said, level five, detention block, AA-23, cell block 2187. And they went, you're right. And you win a prop replica of a Stormtrooper helmet. I was like. Came out with a box this big, oh! And everybody else was like, "What?" I thought they were going to give out like patches, you know? And yeah. I was like, oh! So I'm walking away. I call my wife. I'm like, "You're never going to believe what I just What I won a Star storm, Wars Stormtrooper helmet, like movie accurate, stunt prop. <laughs> she was it, was. it was. It was great. But I had to. I had to ship that thing home. Oh. But that was another thing. They even provided shipping. They thought of everything. You go to wow. little. There was a wow. little American or uh, FedEx wing and you could walk in and you could just put all your stuff there and then they would just oh, that's put, cool. it, put it in huge boxes and ship it out and can paid for it but they would ship it out for you oh yeah oh that's it cool was, yeah that's so smart. then you didn't have to worry about traveling with it if you're flying you know because um yeah so uh it's it is something you know that i i miss i wish i could go every time i i mm. applaud those who do um I, I will say, though, that in, in uh, a, 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 a great substitute is, what, like I said, the Star Wars show live stream that takes place. You go on YouTube, you just type in Star Wars, one word, and you'll find their channel, and it'll be up there. It's usually powered by Verizon or powered by Geico. It's like a big company that helps sponsor yeah. it. But it is literally a nonstop stream that goes and, and and what happens is like they actually it's it's hosted by uh Andy Gutierrez and uh Anthony Carboni. And these are two very popular uh you know YouTubers um YouTube you know hosts and things of that nature. I do I believe Andy still works for Lucasfilm but I think Anthony might have bopped. he, he bops around a lot. But they're really really well done, they're well versed in Star Wars. They understand it. And it's a combination of a lot of different things. They will show, like guess I said, they'll, you know, they'll they'll, pay, they'll go to a panel and you'll be watching a panel that everybody else is sitting in that maybe they waited in line for, and you'll be watching that panel there. And it's incredible. And then um, they'll go back to their, their main stage where they're hosting and they'll bring on people there to have interviews with. And they, they, do little activities and play little games, and 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 they pan across the, they pan across the, the, the convention floor, and you see the thousands of people there. And for some people, it's like, it is so cool that they're doing this on YouTube because I really don't want to be there in person. Yeah, <laughs> and especially now with COVID still being around, mm-hmm. I you know, that would be that would be hard. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so I am I fully intend to. Watch. And the nice thing too is that you know you spend a lot less money. Yeah. Most of the companies that have released have, that are releasing items, they generally release. They hold a lot of stuff to be released to the general public via online, mm-hmm. you know, on, on the next day. Yeah. So it's really not bad, and, and 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 if they're not, if it's just something exclusive, well, you know, the scalpers are going to be out there, and they're going to buy their, you know, I think they announced as a John Favreau action figure. <laughs> It's he. It's John Favreau in the. I believe he played the Mandalorian, the heavy set one. With yeah, the, yeah. Um, uh, not, I can't think of his oh, It's Fizzler. Vizsla, right? Yeah, Vizsla. Vizsla yeah. and shave Viz, it something Vizsla. And yeah. um, they they have one with him without his helmet on, so you see the John Favreau face. And uh, you know, but that's something. You know what? You go on eBay, and it's probably twice as much usually. Of what you pay, what you would have paid there, but who cares? I mean, you didn't spend three thousand dollars to fly and land in, uh, in, uh, you know, and and stay in Anaheim. So, you know, if you really want it, that's a good way to get it. So, it's always nice to kind of look at it in that sense instead of being overwhelmed. So, I recommend the Star Wars Celebration live. Mm -hmm. It's the Star Wars show celebration live stream, and it's going to be on starting around three o'clock Eastern Standard, maybe two o'clock your time, um, all day tomorrow. All afternoon tomorrow, all afternoon Friday, all afternoon Saturday, and all afternoon Sunday. And I have no plans this weekend, so I'm excited.
0: <laughs> oh, wow! I uh, I do have unfortunately, I have to work, so I will be catching bits and pieces when I can. You can watch uh, it on at,
1: you can watch a rewatch,
0: yeah, know, which yeah, which is nice too that they let you do that, so yeah. Um, but there's a few I looked through some of the guest lists, and there's uh, a few guests that look interesting. There was one in particular that. I am really interested in this and to see just because of the backlash that this person got, that is Kelly Marie Tran. Will oh, be... I know that. I mean, I'm sorry. And I, I, that's, but just that, I mean, I think that's cool that yeah bringing her back and I hope that she gets the response and the respect that she deserves. There whether you a... like the character or not. Well, here's um,
1: the deal at a star Wars celebration.
0: Yes, she will get,
1: all the accolades, all of the acting. I mean, Ahmed Best was at the last one. I mean that mm. and, and he it was a superstar at the last one. Yeah. And that just shows you that, you know, I'm sorry, but the hate that comes out sometimes sometimes. I mean, you know, look, there's okay, there's legitimate complaints or gripes about story, about special effects, about fill in the blank. Things specifically about the movie or movies or whatever that some people that just don't resonate with people and they need to vent that their frustration that it doesn't resonate with them. But those are not the people that generally, you know, hate on Kelly Marie Tran. Those aren't the people who hate on Ahmed Best or Jake Lloyd. Poor Jake Lloyd. I mean, come on. The kid was eight. I mean, it. Yeah. those are not those people. I'm talking about the other people, the haters. And I have no place for them because that's that's just you know there is a there is i believe this is just my belief you can disagree but i believe that there is a fundamental problem that that person who who is a hater is suffering from that they have to tear somebody else down yeah you know or that they are of a misguided i think thought that these people are somehow you know superhuman rich entitled snobs that um you know aren't that somehow deserve to be torn down yeah when well, all they all they did was ad- audition for get accepted to and yeah. act
0: in a movie yeah and it's one thing to say like you know, critis- you know criticism is okay to to a, to a point to say i you know i didn't like the way this character i didn't like you yeah know, i didn't like this character or even to say you know hey i'm sure she you know, she's a wonderful person or this person's a wonderful person but i didn't really like the their the 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 way this person per, you know did this role or performed this role There, you know it's one thing to criticize but when you're just being mean and malicious about it that's… that's what i mean the, that's that's yeah. a hater
1: that's what i'm um, exactly what i think yeah. So I, I look forward to seeing them talk to Kelly and Marie Tran. I mean, you got to remember Kelly's also had a little more success. She's Raya the Last Dragon, so you know there's definitely yeah. uh, you know she's got some yeah. some cred. So um, yeah, I'm just looking through uh, some of my other swag. I mean, most of them are just are, are just photos and and things. Um, but I just laughed because there's so many things. Like there were just so many. Like I remember when they, they, you know I found a little card with uh advanced graphics lifestyle stand-up stand-ups i mean here we have you know a, somebody just an advertisement right there at the bottom for you know those life-size you know cardboard standees and i was just like oh my god <laughs> and somebody was passing those out you know and it just was so much fun but and then of course you know they had a lot of autograph autographs i mean it was great because they literally had like Fifty. With the last, you know, most celebrations, there'll be fifty plus, maybe even a hundred. I mean, like literally dozens and dozens of of actors, and two. Excuse me, actors and um, you know, puppeteers and you know the people. You know, I got to you know I got an autograph from Jabba the Hutt's right hand as well as Jabba the Hutt's left hand. You know, I got an autograph from the original Max Rebo, and uh, it's it's a it's a cool thing, you know, and. Uh, you know one with again my another fun thing with my daughter you know she would when she came with me on the the one comp the the one um thing uh she would do drawings of the characters and i remember tim rose tim rose was the gentleman who was the puppeteer for admiral Akbar originally hmm. and actually i think he did it for the force awakens and last jedi as well uh, they brought him back for that but he uh he was also the puppeteer for um <laughs> salacious crumb oh yes monkey lizard and my daughter brought brought him what we did was she she did some drawings i mean they were young you know sketches yeah but she did, still did a pretty decent job and she did a sketch of admiral akbar so we made a color copy of it and we had him autograph one for us and we gave him the other one so he was like oh this is cool and he actually went down behind him and there was a big poster of him as you know the admiral Ackbar in his name and he just pinned it right next to it, you know. Oh. The cartoon. Well, the funniest thing is if you go to Tim Rose's website, and this is this was this was like you know, 15 years ago, you go to the website and he still has that picture of just him like you know, later like posing in front of the poster from celebration, but the the little picture of my daughter did is next to it. I was like, hey, and he kept it. That's cool that he uses it. So the the you know those. quote, unquote, B or C or D list, you know, celebrities that are there are very approachable, nice, wonderful to talk to. Um, And generally, you know, I mean, obviously they could be tired and you got to be careful. You got to kind of, you know, feel the vibe, if you will. But um, they're generally so great. I I remember I took um, the voice, you know, when I went, the last one I went to, the voice cast for the Clone Wars, you know, Jonathan, um, my God. James Arnold Taylor, not Jonathan. James Arnold Taylor, his voice of Obi Wan. Uh, Matt Lantern, voice of Anakin. Ashley Eckstein, mm-hmm. uh, voice of Ahsoka. Uh, Dee Bradley Baker, the voice of, the, of all the clones. Tom Kane, the voice of Yoda and the narrator. Um, I oh, and Matt uh, Matt Wood, who is the voice of General Grievous and the battle droids. And I would go up to them, and I would. Uh, you know my my wife was teaching in an elementary school and she was a tech teacher and she did morning announcements kind of like a podcast or you know she would do a little like a little they called it Cubcast because they were the cubs or whatever and, it, and she would do a cub with two kids that are going to do the morning announcements so i asked them if they would i went up to these actors these voice actors and i said could you do could you read copy for me and we're like oh yeah sure well you know for the for, And i explained my wife's Cupcast, and I think the kids all loved Clone Wars and then to, to have to hear Obi-Wan Kenobi like lead in would be amazing so you know James Arnold Taylor just I took my little voice recorder and he was like this is Obi-Wan Kenobi and you're listening to the Orchard Hill Morning Cupcast." you know and they all did that everyone except Ashley Eckstein because I couldn't get to her she was so oh. she was just starting her universe and mm. um, it just it was too hard to get a, get a hold of her but the rest of them were a little more quieter and, um, I was able to do that and they were so nice and they, and, and we still have them. She just retired, but we said, I said, don't make sure you still keep those. Cause those are fun, you know? Yeah. So it was, uh, it, you know, that was, a, uh, th- those little things, those little stories that I told, you know, they, they mean so much and I do want to get back there again. And I, and I will, I mean, we know they will be back in Orlando. I wonder if they'll ever do in New York. I think that I honestly think they won't only because I feel like I think that they think their their thought process is all right. You got Florida East Coast, you got Anaheim West Coast because they're both near the Disney parks. Yeah, and makes it easier for them to do synergy synergistic things. You know, now we have Galaxy's Edge in both places. So there's a lot of options there. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And then, and if you're gonna have a third. You know, it makes sense to do it. Smack in the middle. Chicago. Yeah.
0: Chicago. Yeah. I mean, even, Indianapolis. I think, Indianapolis I think, it, I think it Indian St. Louis, because I know that they have the big uh uh yeah empty football stadium in St. Louis that's being used. I can't think what that's called now, but uh, St. Louis would I think St. Louis could could handle it too. Right. But yeah. Yeah,
1: so, yeah, so I think that uh I, I have a feeling and of course then you know then we gotta hear are they going to go to Europe? Are they going to do it there? You know, it's like, oh. Now, the thing about Europe, and, and that's a bucket list thing because, man, there have been Star Wars conventions, not celebration, but Star Wars conventions in Germany. JediCon mm. has gone on for years. And, man, they know how to do it. They know how to do it, man. They know how to do a convention. But, and the, oh, the other thing in Star Wars, but it's not an official thing, but the other thing that happens in celebrations that's great is the Belgian, there's this Belgian group that builds life size um, set pieces ships huge like gigantic full out set pieces you, you could go in there and get a picture with job of the Hutt. you can go in there and get a picture on a speeder bike in front of the blockade or in front of the the you know the the bunker you can get a shot in hoth like down the corridor you can get a, you can get a photo underneath and a full size X Wing or TIE Fighter. Wow. They build these things. And, and I'm like, how the heck do they get them here? And I remember them being on the Star the Show. They, they interviewed the guy who runs it. And they said, you got to plan it. You got to build it like a, a way in advance. And you got to put oh, it yeah. on a shipping container and ship it to the par- Harbor. Then they got to arrange to go pick it up. It is not easy stuff, man, but they do it. So, yeah. So, celebration, man. Get to one when as, soon, as soon as you
0: can. I hope well, oh running. a bucket list for me definitely to get to one um and who knows you know maybe sometime in the future we can actually do a star wars war of the stars podcast live from from star wars celebration yeah, i want to apply for the podcast stage you know and, i tried and 2020 i tried but wasn't accepted at the time wow. we didn't, weren't like a big not 2020 but the uh the last the chicago 2019. one 2019 and at the time you know, weren't big enough and didn't even get a response from, from them. So, but you know, maybe, Hey, maybe next one will be big enough and we can get. Yeah.
1: Just, you always, you just got to keep trying. Got to keep trying. Got to keep so trying. That,
0: that's all. But um, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So thanks for giving uh, the, uh, giving me the floor on this. One oh, today. not a problem, man. Not excited. a problem.
0: Man. We will be, cause I looked and it looks like we got some, um what's being planned for this Star Wars celebration is, a lot of first looks uh, with the Andor series getting a first look, and uh, the Ahsoka series. Uh, Visions, is, uh, Star Wars Visions, is coming back. So uh, I'm going to try. I am going to try and do some uh, reactions to those, looking at those, and yep, uh, kind of see what that's all about. We'll let you know. And of course, next week it's going to be all Obi Wan as the Obi Wan. Aha. Uh-huh. Disney plus series drops with episodes one and two on the, is it tomorrow or the 27th? 27th. 27th. So episodes one and two will drop on the 27th. And uh, that wins coming up that week. We will be giving you our thoughts and review of Obi-Wan episodes. Obi-Wan Kenobi episodes one and two all right uh, so well why don't you tell the people out there where they can find you at will
1: okay well you know i'm uh when i'm not hanging out here i have my youtube channel darth tuba stars unboxing show on youtube you can just do a search for darth tuba uh and you should find it and you can also see me on instagram and twitter at darth tuba the darth tuba stars unboxing page on facebook and you can email me darth tuba 77 at gmail.com and i look forward to we got a lot of fun episodes we got a, i just i've been really busy at my work my day job so there's been a lot of um you know shipping coming in shipments coming in from things that i've ordered like a year ago and you know the places i ordered from they ship them one at a time so i've got like 10 things to unbox but i don't like to do them all at once i like to do like two or three at a time so there's a bunch of those coming up and uh, i'm looking forward to it so but I am right. very much looking forward to talking about Obi-Wan and, yes. and maybe post-celebration and see what what other reveals there were.
0: So, mm-hmm. Well, as for us right here, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at stars one at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at warofthestars1. Uh, those are the best places to get a hold of us. Also, you can check out our Facebook group. Uh, just search War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. You can check out the Star Wars group and the Star and the Facebook group and the Facebook page, both in that name. Uh, if you want to support the show, there's a few ways you can do that. First of all, the easiest way is just go to our anchor page, anchor.fm forward slash war of the stars. And then just click the support tab right there and you can find you can support us that way, or you can go to Patreon.com forward slash War of the Stars and support us that way, or you can go to our Spreadshirt st- shop. Uh, easiest way to do that is just go to Spreadshirt.com and then in the search bar, type War of the Stars. That's probably going to be easier than typing out the whole shop.com <laughs> blah whatever. Right. Um, and of course, we are also a part of the Red Five Network check out red five network.com for all the show information on all the shows that are part of the red five network, which you actually mentioned a show that is part of the red five network earlier. Jetty archives podcast is oh, part right. of the red. They are part of the red five. Now red five also. Awesome. So check them out. Uh, if you're not able to watch us live every Wednesday, uh, you can go to um, basically wherever fine podcasts are heard. anchor.fm Spotify, Uh, Just type in War of the Stars, the Star Wars podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast, and you can find us there. So, with that being said, we hope you join us next week. And, of course, as always, remember, this isn't just my Star Wars. This isn't just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you. Till the Spires, everyone.